1: Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started.
2: Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold, and my awesome co-host, my only co-host,
1: Alan Witch, Alan, how are you? I'm doing great, Chris. You know, I never uh, get tired of hearing that. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, awesome, too, my friend. Thank you so much. It, well,
2: thank you, and, and um, you know, right back at you. And, you know, we've had a run, Alan, of oh, awesome, man. awesome people. And, you know, it just – I don't want to say it gets better and better because, you know, it, it, it would serve a decent um, – It would say that the others weren't as good uh, to say that. But, you know, it's just extraordinary how the group is just um, coming together and and collaborating and, you know, just so many amazing things that are happening from that. And today's show, I'll I'll tell you, is no exception. You know, I've known this guy uh, for a little while now. In fact, we met uh, at an event, um, and we'll get into some of that when we talk to him. But he is such a mindset uh, coach, And and I have to say that because this guy knows what's going on in your head. (laughs) He really does, uh, mainly because he knows what's going on in his, and he's done a lot of work in personal development. Uh, He's written a book uh, with Deepak Chopra, and um, I'm going to let him uh, explain a lot of those things along the the way. But the unique pleasure always goes to my co-host, Alan Witch to uh, introduce our uh, awesome guest today. So
1: let's uh, take it away, Alan. Well, thanks, Chris. Uh, you know, just to reiterate, you're right. It's like I'm almost pinching myself, and things have have really started to uh, to really take off. And you know, that's a it's a it's a small testament to us that we were able to you know have good enough content to attract these people. But really, it gives the platform to our guests, and that's a very honorable place for you and I to be is to have a platform that they want to speak to and an the audience they want to speak at, and or at and to, however that works. Um, anyway it is it is a privilege and especially today uh with uh we've got a great guy in the house i mean he's he's worked with so many people he's got a book that uh, I can't wait to get my hands on and i and I apologize for not having read it yet. But I, but I am gonna read it. It's called "Stepping Stones," uh, or "Stepping Stones to Success." And he's written. He's co-authoring with a few people that um, our audience might know about. I mean, we got Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, and Dr. Dennis Whaley. um, Some huge heavy hitters. Great job. And, you know, without further ado, we have a little drum roll here, a little clap. Dan Lefebvre is in the house. Dan, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast show.
0: Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's great to be here. I really appreciate it.
1: Dan is in the house. I love it. He's in the house. And, uh, Dan, uh,
2: you know, take us on a bit of a journey, and and I want to get right into this because you've uh, written a book. It's a, you know, great book uh, from a perspective of, you know, taking exactly what you said, the stepping stones uh, in order to, you know, achieve success in in your life. But, you know, I know you're a mindset coach. You've got uh, a various amount of uh, courses and programs that you offer up. You're well-connected with the world, uh, you know, in this uh, arena. And I want to know where you started, though, because I think that's a great place, you know, to bring people because you had a burning desire. And uh, we've talked before, and you're, you're a great friend, but I think it's so prudent to bring people through that journey of something that was lacking in your life and you knew it, even though you had a great career and you were doing some you know, fantastic you know, things in, in the corporate world, you made a huge shift and a dramatic one at that. And that, I think, would inspire and motivate a lot of people listening today. So Dan, tell us where you, you, know, you were, where you are, and most importantly, obviously, you know, the vision of where you're going. Well, sure, uh,
0: and uh, yeah, absolutely. It was it's it's a fun journey. It still continues to be one. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the the uh, the story began when I was in corporate, and um, you know, yeah, I was climbing the ladder. And in fact, I had no intentions of climbing the ladder, but it seemed like it was my uh, my destiny. And um, you know, they seem to keep uh, giving me uh, more money and and uh, you know more responsibilities and greater positions. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I wasn't going to say no, it just seemed, plus it was a change, so, and I invite change, Um, so, you know, the interesting thing was, I, uh, you know, I worked for a quasi-government company, and, you know, I was managing, you know, $25, $30 million budgets, and, you know, I had lots of fun, I had a lot of freedom, in fact, you know, even being a government organization or government corporation, um, I had a lot of freedom, but, you know what, the interesting thing was, they gave me the option of taking a leave and it was you know, parental leave and, and I took it I was like you know why wouldn't I you know almost a year of leave and almost getting paid entirely or my entire salary so I, just, I just said yes but you know <laughs> at the end of that I really started to think you know what am I going back to what you know what what what's what's really there you know I mean there's a three-hour commute to and from and you know there's a lot of perks and so on and a lot of freedom but you know, what am I really doing? You know, where am I going? What, you know, is this really what I'm good at and passionate about? And and frankly, I could be good at anything in business, but, you know, because I've, I've done everything from, you know, real estate and telecom to commercial real estate to uh, project management and construction of wireless telecom. I, you know, so anyway, the, the point is this, I just couldn't see myself going back to that. And so I started to really think about it. And um, I kind of, you know, went inside and started asking myself some questions and I, I said a little prayer and, you know, the following day I get a phone call from a, a friend's father and he starts talking to me about a network marketing business <laughs> and, <laughs> that he's he's been building, you know, he's in the millions and, in revenue and so I just, I thought to myself, wow, <laughs> I asked yesterday and I got a phone call today, <laughs> <It's> pretty good, <laughs> so, so I was like, wow, okay, so. You know, let's see what Ken has to say. So he started telling me about this new product, and it was kind of up my alley. You know, I was hitting 40, and I felt like, hey, I could use more energy. And, you know, I thought, I'll test it, and if it works, you know, I'll run with it. And and I did. Um, But long story short, uh, it wasn't really my my forte. And in the end, there was a live event that was being held in Provo, Utah. I was flying through Salt Lake City. And prior to that, a friend of mine had given me Augmentino's work, the 10 schools and so anyway yeah it's it's a great book right so the 10 scrolls for your audience and 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 if you haven't read it the 10 scrolls is it's about a five minute read each so there's 10 of them and they're five minutes each and what you're meant to do is read them three times a day and at least one times out loud one time audible and that's it but you do that for 90 for uh, for 30 days sorry so 90 times so once a day 30 days 90 times in a month and that's to soak it into your subconscious so Anyway, I went through that process, and I decided to look up Og because I obviously didn't know who he was. I find Dave Blanchard. Dave Blanchard is the CEO of Ogmundino, Og's deceased. He's been long gone. And um, I reached out to Dave because I, I bought his book and got some coaching. And um, long story short, I get invited to stay at his house because he lives in a, uh, a, a neighboring town of uh, Salt Lake City. So um, so I'm flying to, to salt lake anyway so we meet i stay at his house at the end of the evening I ask a few questions and he he says to me you know dan you make a good coach and um i didn't think much about it but he saw something in me i didn't see in myself and that was great reflection um i came home i was thinking about it more and more and more i emailed dave and and i guess it was a busy time for him we didn't reconnect which is okay but a friend of mine led me to bob proctor she was studying Bob stuff, and. I went, uh, I went searching for Bob. I ended up buying some of his work and, you know, like a year's worth of uh, programs. And um, I started on that path. And, and then the same lady said, you know, maybe you want to talk to Bob's team. Maybe you'd like to look at coaching. And I did. And then next thing you know, his sales guy says, let's get Bob on the phone. And again, my mind's kind of saying, that, you know, I'm reflecting, saying, why are these people <laughs> – why are these people paying attention to me? You know, Bob's kind <laughs> of a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, isn't Bob sort of a celebrity? You know, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tradition. So I'm thinking, why? why me? But anyway, I just said, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. So they get Bob on the phone. He says a few things in our call, maybe half an hour long. And I, I really felt it in my heart. I was like, whoa, you know, I got to take a good look at where I'm going and what this guy's saying. And it didn't take me very long. That day I decided to follow him, to learn from him. And, um, and so I devoted my time and attention to getting certified with his company and to doing all sorts of studies of, you know, mindset. And I mean, Bob's got a library of 4,000 and I'm not trying to tap that, but you know, (laughs) I, I started at least with his top 10 books and I really studied them. And, you know, I even took to studying books on a daily basis, reading the same thing over and over again. And that's, you know, I have a mastermind group that we do that. We read the same chapter every day for 30 days, really study a book and, um, Anyway, so repetition is the masters, you know, and so I just took that to heart and I haven't stopped. And, uh, you know, I've gone on to uh, making partnerships with all sorts of folks out there like Lisa Sasevich and Justin Livingston. These are names maybe that aren't familiar. Maybe Jeff Walker. Maybe that's a common name. Um, He's got something called Product Law and Formula. These are people that I've, I've become friends with so that I can learn from them and make a contribution, so that, that's, you know, where I'm at right now, and I'm creating my own programs and services and making a, a huge contribution and, and helping people succeed because, you know, there, there is a science to it, there's a mental science, and I, I'm, i you know, mastering it and understanding it and studying and testing it. I'm a, I'm a consummate studier and experimenter, so that's what's uh, taking me where I am right now.
2: I love it and you know I I just jotting down some notes here uh, so again just listening intently to what I believe you know that journey um, has led you to and you know that vision that you're creating along the way but also start to feel and you said something you felt it in your heart Mm -hmm. and when you felt it in your heart you devoted attention to it that attention started to create opportunities where then you started meeting people that fulfilled areas of your life that now you're so passionate about and you can see ultimately growing. And, you know, again, you came from the corporate world. You took a small um, absentee from that world and then you learned more about who you are through people telling you by just, you know, I guess in some ways fate and just popping in, uh, you know, um, you know, through that journey, looking for something else that you thought you wanted to do, and it led you to exactly what you're doing. And that's a fantastic story, Dan. Thanks for sharing. And I think that, again, this is a real great area, uh, arena, I should say, for people to learn, in their journals to this show, and jotting down these notes that, you know, certainly Alan and I do, and taking the wisdom of yourself Dan and other guests that have been on the show and really looking at it you know you say something that, that's really interesting you study and you learn and you create that you know if you want um, relationships with people that have gone before you and that are willing to actually teach you which now you're doing for others which is fantastic and I, and I salute you for that um, because again you had no idea when you first got started except you felt something pulling you and then it's led you to where you are now and you know i want to ask you a question and i thank you and i salute you for that sir um it's it's a fantastic story it's something that i know will inspire and motivate others Um, But I'm going to ask you a quick question, because I do want you to dive into uh, Stepping Stones to Success that Alan, you know, uh, brought up, you know, during the introduction. And and tell us a little bit about, you know, that book and and that journey and how people can find it. And then I know uh, Alan is just itching to talk to you uh, about a couple of things as well.
0: Well, certainly, yeah. And again, the, um, you know, the journey to to finding the book, again, it was sort of uh, one of these journeys where, you know, it was just kind of brought to my attention and, and, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, person that just step, steps forward. I don't really, you know, linger on things too much. I just, you know, I see something, I ask myself a few questions, and, and I really step forward. I have, like, a four-step process that I take to, to making decisions, and I just go. And right. nine times out of ten, it's worked. If you know if it doesn't, it just it takes me on a, a little bit of a sidestep. But, you know, in terms of stepping stones to success, I, I met a woman at an event. And, uh, you know, in fact, her book was right on the on the table uh, as I entered and I was thinking to myself well that's really interesting she's got a great book and she's got these co-authors and so um, anyway I'm at the event and then um, uh, as we are uh, participating in the event we get an option to uh, link up with other people and it turns out she was the person I was paired up with so uh, you know we, we ended up having a conversation I ended up meeting with her thereafter and she put me in touch with the publisher and I just Kept stepping forward. I, you know, I had a few different options in terms of, uh, you know, the kind of book that I wanted to write and participate in, and um, and this one really resonated with me because because of the authors that were in it and you know the uh, the success that they've created and and the magnetism that they have in the world now. It just seems like it's you know it's never ending, um, and um, you know so uh, the the book itself and and my particular section in it is all strictly my section is all on mindset. So it's like you know what is. You know what is mindset? How does your mind look? How does it operate? how do you um, you know how do you use your mind more effectively i I think that's the missing link for most people today because they, they you know we live in a world where it's just conscious thought and there's not too much uh, consideration in terms of thinking accurately and when I say thinking accurately, I mean you know what are you thinking on a consistent basis in the direction that you want to go in and and it is it going against your belief systems and things like that you know so mm-hmm. It's you know taking control over that, and I don't think it's necessarily easy. There's no magic pill, you know, the blue or the red one. <laughs> you gotta you gotta actually do the work. And once you get more control, then you get some traction, and then you can leverage yourself. and, and that's that's what I've done. I've leveraged myself all all the way. I've been you know I make connections very easily, very quickly. And uh, if there are people that are stepping up and going out and do things, just like you know Jack Anfield, Deepak, and Dennis Whateley. Yeah, I just connect with those folks, and and I just it's a stepping off point for me. So I just leverage the heck out of myself by uh, uh, connecting with those people, and and it's been a fantastic journey so far.
2: I love it, and and you and you say it, uh, you know, so well. It's a journey for you, and you're having fun, and and you're you're thinking through that process, and you know, you you, you take. I love what you said, Dan. You said you take steps forward. Um, I want to come back to that in, in just a bit, um, because I really, you know, I think everybody can uh, learn a little bit deeper on that uh, by asking yourself good questions and, and your decision making process. So, you know, keep that in the back of your mind, uh, Dan, because we will circle back on that in a second. But, you know, again, Dan take steps forward. What are you doing? You know, analyze that in your life. Um, and that's a question for the audience and obviously myself as
1: well. So, uh, Alan, take us, uh, take us away. Hey, thanks, Chris. Uh, Dan, great, uh, great material. I want to, I want to kind of circle back to um, some things that you've talked about. You've been able to bridge what I think is a uh, maybe a big cavern in a lot of people's minds, even though it may not practically be one. And it, it's very easy for us to see that for you, that that cavern was very small. But you were able to bridge. That, uh, that piece of your life from fo- identifying and following a mentor to working alongside a mentor. And I know a lot of people uh, in, in the audience are going to look at that and go, how do I do that? How did he do that? What happened? All these thousands of questions. And I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you give us a little bit more detail on how you went from being in the front row of the audience, so to speak, to being on stage with your mentors? I think that's, that's a, real key, uh, a real key item for our listeners to uh, grab a hold of and to implement.
0: Well, you know the the theme of your program is be bold, and honestly, that's one of the key aspects of my personality. I'm just I'm just bold, and I don't know if that's you know as a kid growing up and you know the environments I grew in. I had a family business. You know, parents had a family business, and I kind of grew up. It was a, a butcher shop, and so I grew up you know selling and mark you know not marketing but selling to customers, and and I guess I was I felt pretty bold at a young age. Um, but you know I'm pretty bold when it comes down to it. So uh you know, Bob invited me over to his house by the way, after that call, and so you know I went over there with my wife, he said, "I'll give you an hour, we had three hours and you know so I'm just you know i don't I don't look at anybody any differently, so uh you know if there's somebody that i that I like and I'm following, I just reach out to them. I just message them, sometimes I ask them something that's not business related and they respond and other times they don't, and I really don't care um you know I just <laughs>
2: Just, in, in a good
1: way, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a good way. I mean, yeah. You don't take it personally. You just move on. Yeah, I mean,
0: if they don't respond, you know, okay, then maybe next time. But, you know, the, the point is this. I want to become friends with them because I see what they're doing. I, I respect their character, their personality, their, their objectives, the, you know, the success they have. Uh, and sometimes I pay to get in. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you about that. You know, some events, uh, I've sponsored events. And then, you know, because you're sponsoring, because, you know, you're, you're contributing, right, you become a friend, right? You know, you're, you're like, you know, they give you a big hug when they see you. <laughs> so um, that's, you know, that's, that's what I've done. And, uh, and often I will do this too. I think this is one of the key factors, and I think this is one worth taking note of. I always seek to make a contribution first. That's my first step out of the gate. So most times what I do with these folks that seem intangible and that are kind of out there doing great things I make a connection for them that they couldn't have otherwise I and, love that
2: that yeah. that that's awesome and it, and it's true folks. when I met Dan, he actually came you know with the notion that how can how can I help you and, and and I love that question because how many times do you you know really in life get that question and when you circle yourself with you know influence and you go to these types of events and and we get to certainly talk about a few of them. Um, and someone comes up to you and asks you that question, I mean, that goes right to your heart, right? And that's how come we became great friends, and now we circle back, and you and, know, and Dan's providing some wisdom. So, you know, I just, sorry, I wanted to interject there because that's, that's a fantastic point uh, to carry forward.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I have to tell you, it just seems kind of happening. I mean, once you kind of get the ball rolling, you know, and you're making contributions, you're connecting people, I mean, I'm, you know, just like I'm on this, this interview with you guys right now, I might introduce some folks to you or intru- and you know, they're going to think I'm great because I've introduced them and and that's fantastic but that's a connection they wouldn't have if they hadn't gotten it from me and you know, those are the kinds of things that I, I'm always out there just trying to make connections and contacts and um, and it just seems to be happening all the time. In fact, I was talking to a gentleman the other day, he, he has a friend who is with Morgan James. In fact, it's the founder of Morgan James and you know, I couldn't plan that any better, you know, because I'm going to publish a new book. And so, <laughs> but, you know, again, uh, I just I just keep stepping towards what I want and uh, keep asking questions and keep, you know, just figuring it out, step at a time and, and not being concerned whether it's going to work or not. I mean, uncertainty is the factor here that we're talking about, right? I mean, sure. it's like, you know, it's the unknown, right? Well, if you don't know what's coming... Kind of make it up, you know. Just make it up in your head, make it up in writing, and, and you know, just fabricate it because you can. And and that's what imagination is all about. That's one of the faculties of our mind, right? We we should use it a little more effectively. And so, um, you know, that's that's one of the, the core things that I've been putting to practice. And it's it's what's bringing all these people towards me, and uh, it just just keeps coming. And and it's not just me. I mean, I'm not anything special. It, you know, anybody can do that.
2: I love it using your imagination to create the things. And uh, you know, uh, my uh, mentor, um, you know, a few years back, uh, you know, says, "Live life." And Raymond Aaron, does, and I'll give him a little plug here. Raymond Aaron says, "You know, live your life in an abbreviated way." <laughs> you know, um, you know, in terms of doing and acting and believing and all those things in an abbreviated way until it actually starts to happen. So I, I think that's, uh, that's amazing, Dan, that, you know, you're experiencing that and, and, real life and, I uh, love the insight, love the insight. Um, Alan, uh, do you want, um, do you want to take the next one? I, I just wanted to circle back if, if I can uh, until uh, you're ready for your next question.
1: No, go for, go for it. That's cool. Stay on that rhythm.
2: Yeah, because he brought up something during this that I wanted to circle back on. Making decisions, Dan. You you know, you mentioned you have a, a step process. Is that something you can uh, you know share with people uh, so that you know maybe they can get another perspective on you know how to step forward in their life and how to make a decision? Because I think that's one of the issues you know for people and and a big challenge is is they just are indecisive. They don't know how to make a you know a decision or better yet they're afraid of making the decision that they might make a wrong one um and you mentioned that you have made some decisions that just didn't work out but give us a you know some insight if you can on that
0: well certainly yeah i mean decision making is this huge stumbling block for people and i have to say that you know if you don't make effective decisions you actually set up a pattern and a habit for making ineffective decisions I mean, it's one way or the other, right? You either getting results or you're making excuses and not getting them, right? So, you know, and, and frankly, when we are indecisive, we're indecisive, or ambivalent, right? We're just kind of like, you know, whoa, I don't know, and this feels scary, and, you know, I'm not sure what could happen. This could all blow up, right? And that's, that's going to be something that holds you back, and then you become really good at making slow decisions or not making decisions. So... Uh, Yeah, so the decision-making process I have is pretty simple, but I'll I'll run through it and, you know, if you want to post it somewhere on their website or or, or so on, they certainly can download it. But, you know, I just ask myself these four questions. Do I want to be, do, or have this? Whatever that is. That's number one. Number two is, will being, doing, or having this move me in the direction of my goal? Yes or no? Number three is being doing or having this in harmony with God's laws or the laws of the universe? And I mean laws of the universe, mean like gravity. You know, if you're going to go against gravity, bad things happen. So, <laughs> you know, way. so you know, is it in line with these universal laws? And then, will being doing or having this violate the rights of others? Because we know that you know karma bites you in the butt, right? If you sure. don't. <laughs> so there's again, a gold,
2: there's a golden rule. Yeah, that's right.
0: So so the point is this. First three questions, if you get three yeses and a no, <laughs> make a decision and move ahead. Don't wait.
1: Love that. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Me too. Uh, fa- fa- fantastic, Dan. I mean, you're saying things that, that may seem um, elementary, but until you do them, they can be difficult but I want to I, I want to hang on on something you 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 just talked about about making the decision but also about getting in the habit of following through with things that uh, need to happen sequentially and I know your work with Bob and uh, a lot of the things that that, that he talked about that I know that you talk about is practicing things on a regular basis for a period of time to create that habit and decision making in itself is it like you just mentioned is a a habitual thing Thing. and the process it takes to make a decision has lots of ingredients. Um, tell, tell our listeners um, if you would kind of how you go about making a decision. What are some of the ingredients or the and I know you just gave us some, you know, the four steps about about doing things. But when it comes to a decision and making a decision and making that clarity switch uh, well, what's, what's one thing that our, that our listeners could use to help them with that light bulb effect?
0: Well, I think the core thing, and, and it may not be for everybody because a lot of people are in a kind of a logical mindset, but, you know, you're thinking consciously and, you know, but the, I think the core thing to making a decision is how you feel. And, you know, it, it doesn't take a psychologist to tell you how you feel either. You know, you know, is this a good one or not, good decision or not, right? But... Uh, the bottom line is, if you feel that there's going to be a positive outcome, but there's some factors in the way, like maybe it could be money or time or, you know, something like that, right? Usually those are the kind of the core key factors, money or mm-hmm. your time or your investment of energy. You know, if those things are, are possible roadblocks, you know, put park those for a minute. Park them. Say, okay, if I had all the money I needed or if I had enough money to do this, would I do it? Oh, yes or no? Okay, yes. Good. All right. Got one. Check. <laughs> right. right. You know, if this took, you know, less time and I could do it really quickly, would I do it? Yes. Or no? Yes. Okay. Check. Right. So, you know, check those three things off and ask yourself, you know, if I didn't have those limitations, would I do this? If I didn't, you know, have those fears and, you know, that's, that's like clearing the paths, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we know we want, like, do I want to be an author? Heck yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, why not? I mean, I get to share my message. I get to impact thousands and millions of people just through my word and so you know why wouldn't I well yeah I mean there was investment involved but I just had to say okay do I want it yeah okay I'll figure it out as I go then I'll, I'll find the money I'll, I'll you know make the time um, you know it just seems to work out when you start stepping towards it and keep working at it little by little and the repetition aspect we talked about critical factor It's a critical factor. I mean, motivation gets you started, but habit keeps you going, right? I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm a, uh, I don't know what you would call me, I guess, uh, a freak of nature when it comes to habit. So I just, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I just go the deep end and I just practice, 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 practice. So you wouldn't want to know what I do when I'm walking from one space to another. It's just I'm using my mind. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean. I'm just using my mind really effectively all the time, thinking accurately, thinking in the direction I want to go in and, you know, just using my mind to its highest potential because it's there. I mean, studies have shown what we're using less than 10%. So why not use more? Why not make an effort to use more? And and why not also leverage others? Like, I mean, leverage your time by looking over other people's shoulders. Why why read a whole book when somebody's read a dozen books and they put everything into one sweet little presentation or, or, or one little uh, story, right? You know, it's yeah. learn, learn, yeah, learn, 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 uh, learn from the greatest leaders and, and, you know, follow them. So, so just coming back to your question now, Alan. I mean that the whole idea of decision making, yeah, I mean, you got to kind of go inside and maybe just get quiet in your mind, sit down quietly, close your eyes, shut off all distractions and just ask that question to your mind and just let. Let it filter through. And once it filters through enough, then things are going to surface. And if you have blockages, write them down and then, you know, and ask yourself, you know, if that wasn't in the way, would I do do this? Is, this? is this something I really want? I mean, if, if you go 20 years down the road and you, you didn't do it, are you going to really kick yourself or not, right? Like, that's the big question, <laughs> you know. Because if you look back and you say, well, hmm. I didn't do... The things that i wanted to do and i didn't succeed the way i wanted to uh 20 years later is a little bit late to be you know maybe not necessarily depending on how old you are but you know if you're thinking about starting 20 years later that's you know <laughs> a, long,
1: a long ways away <laughs> yeah so. yeah think about it now start now yeah, ready sh- you know ready shoot aim so to speak i suppose mm-hmm. what about um sustainability and what i mean by that is uh willpower what kind of a role does willpower play in uh your life and how you've developed from uh thought to idea to action
0: well yeah sustainability is huge in fact i've been talking about that a lot with my clients lately and you know even sustainable businesses you know it's just it's like how do they how do they sustain themselves at at a high level you know or even higher right so but you know in terms of willpower and ability to sustain things, um, you know, I, I guess it's different for everybody. But the the, the key thing here is um, your willpower is going to get strengthened over time as long as you keep practicing. And it's all about practices, rituals, and habits, right? You, you have to really take that to heart and know that you know, am I what am I doing consistently? That's either leading me to get what I want or not what I want, and. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you're going to apply some willpower. It's going to be like, okay, well, I'm, I've been getting what I don't want. And that really is, you know, an upsetting place <laughs> to be. And, <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating, upsetting, and, you know, it's aggravating. Uh, but, you know, you got to kind of ask yourself, what am I using my mental currency? I have a, I have a mental currency, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm depositing stuff in my mind all the time, my thoughts, right? So, and, that's, and all those thoughts get multiplied and magnified. So, you know, what am I depositing in my mind on a consistent basis and I'm using. Am I using my willpower to, to drive towards it? You know, am I or not? You know, these are difficult questions, and I think we should ask ourselves these questions more often. Uh, you know, maybe even weekly for a while, and then if you can, you can change to annually if you if you get really good. But you know, the effective question aspect of things builds. It, it actually gets you moving in the direction you want to. It maybe builds up some anxiety or frustration, which is good because then. If it gets you upset, then you're like, okay, what should I be doing instead? Where should I be aiming my uh, my thoughts here? You know, should I should I be you know investing my energy over here where I have been in all these fears and worries, or should I be you know just moving ahead and, and making decisions and taking action? And and uh, you know, even if it doesn't work, it's a test, right? It's sure. It's, it's a test. It's it's not it's not perfect by any means. It's a test. If it worked, great. If it didn't, it taught you something. Take the lessons learned and move move on.
1: Keep stepping forward. Yeah, I think that's a real big key that you're talking about, Dan. And it's okay to be transparent with yourself, and you should be, and you should uh, you know constantly be evaluating. And it's not a matter of right or wrong. Is is this you're charging everything back to a goal? Charging all your actions, your thoughts, and so forth back to goal because we all know we attract what we think about, right? Good, bad, or indifferent, whatever that might be. So so keeping uh, keeping yourself mentally. In tune to what it is that you want is indeed going to attract the right things, people, ideas, platforms, environments, whatever those might be. And understanding when those arrive and being able to uh, see those, you know, for what they are, and then applying them, then it becomes a decision: is it the right thing at the right time for the right reason, or is it just you know something I should do later on? But uh, you, you, you're you got to totally it right on, keeping yourself transparent to what's happening and uh, keeping yourself locked into where you need to go is, uh, is, is mental fortitude. And uh, thanks for saying that. I know that a lot of people think that, but they may not say, but that's such a big key towards uh, mental development and, like you said, sustainability in your business. So thanks for putting that up there. I appreciate that. I know the author, all the authors and the listeners in the audience do as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, um, you know, the uh, the mind's a muscle, and uh, like anything, and I love what you said, Dan, the practicing and, and the, you know, habitual habits that you come up with, or, or better yet, you analyzing um, what's going on in your life and, and knowing that you're responsible. Uh, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, you brought up, and I want to definitely ask you a question on, uh, but, I, but I, you know, I see... The same thing in myself when I have walks and, and looking at, you know, deep, you know, because I'm a deep thinker, uh, I I look at, you know, my life and I ask those questions and you know I really enjoy that, you know, challenging myself to say, hey, you know what, if I if I have something in my life right now that I don't want, why is it there? <laughs> uh and then it's just a process that, you know, again, I, I think people can ask themselves those questions, but uh You know, one of the things that I know is very effective is, you know, looking at your life, uh, you know, from... And I want you to answer this from an accurate thought perspective because you did bring that up. And I think it's, you know, a fascinating concept when people understand it. And uh, who better to explain it uh, than, you know, yourself because you're really great at this. Um, But, you know, the noisy world that we live in, you know, one of the things that I, I know is very effective is really looking at it and saying, is this relevant and important? And, again things could show up that you know you may seemingly think are negative but they're just as important to life and you know the relevant and important part of that if you want to look at it is if something shows up negative well what is important about this aspect right now that I need to learn from so that becomes relevant and it then you know, catapult you towards the things uh, that, that you want in your life. But I want you to, you know, really expand on the accurate thought, Dan, because, you know, you've got a great explanation for it. Uh, you're fantastic at, um, at, at doing it. And, and, you know, again, I truly believe you learn from people that are actually doing the things out there. And you're one of those people. So uh, without, you know, uh, uh, going on, uh, I'd love for you to, you know, explain accurate thought.
0: Well, certainly, uh, you know, uh, and I'll tell you where I got the idea from. Um, I was studying Napoleon Hill's work, Think and Grow Rich. And I think most people have heard of Think and Grow Rich. I mean, it's circled the world uh, 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 a lot of times, we'll say. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, um, Think and Grow Rich, I studied that over a year. In fact, I went through it twice thoroughly, like, you know, reading a chapter a day for 30 days and in and, and a mastermind group. And so I caught that term in there, thinking accurately, and I thought to myself, whoa, what, you know, what could that mean? What? <laughs> You know, what does that actually mean to me and and what could that mean to other people and how could they leverage themselves by thinking accurately? Well, you know, in simple terms, like I was saying earlier, it's about thinking more often about what you want and not about what you don't want. Not letting fears, doubts and worries creep in and and hold you back.
2: Right.
0: And, And like I was saying, you know, we have mental currency. We have every day, 24 hours a day, you know, we're awake, maybe, you know, say 18 or less, 16, 18, say something like that. Or, no, sorry, 18 to 20. On the other end, sorry, 18 to <laughs> 22. <laughs> you, get hours, you get 10 hours of sleep a night, yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, somewhere in there, you know, like 16 to, to 20. So, you know, but the bottom line is you have that much mental currency every day, and you can feed your mind. But you know what's going on, and, and you guys are probably experiencing this as much as I am and other people maybe you know once they hit kind of a certain age maybe I'd say 40 and over I'm not really sure but you know think about it for a second it seems like life is speeding up and he's like sure and like, Man, my kids like this age now they're this age and now you know so everybody's growing older or whatever here's what it here's what my picture of that is it's because of habit and it's because we've created habits that are repeating every day so every day is a culmination or not a culmination but a, a repetition of certain habits everything you do from waking and eating and, you know, hygiene and all that stuff, that's all habit. And as you form more habits, and you just repeat those all the time, it seems like your day just blows by (laughs) because, you know, you're living the habits. And, you know, they're kind of running you. And, uh, and that's what happened. I mean, that's what naturally happens. You feed your mind enough of the same thing, and it just creates a habit of it. So it's repetition. Um, But what I'm suggesting is You have a small gap, and I call it the habit gap. So you have a small gap every day where you can plug stuff in your mind. And some people have tiny little gaps. It might be their commute. It might be the time they're in the washroom, in the shower, whatever. (laughs) Like, you know, fine. Those are gaps. What if that gap was only, say, 10% of your whole day or less, 5? You know, what if you only had 1%? You know, fine. That's a habit. that I mean, that's a gap story that you can inject new stuff in your mind. You can feed your mind. You might read something. You might repeat something to yourself. You might, you know, something you want. Uh, but feeding your mind something that's going to progress in the direction that you want it to go in. And like I said, I kind of go overboard with it just because I, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a scientist, I guess you could say, in, in this field. I just want to test stuff. And you know, if I learn something, I'm like, that's really good. Like uh, I learned about the 5 a.m. club. Um, you know. I watched the video. Of this guy Robin Sharma, he's a great author too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I watched the video. He said the five AM club. I, I listened to this five minute video, and I was thinking, man, the leaders are doing that. I got to do it. Next day, I got up at five AM. <laughs> so, and and I haven't stopped. I just get up every day, and now I've created a morning success ritual. In fact, I created a program around you know that talks about that too. and uh, you know, it's all about what do you do as a daily practice. How do you set yourself up for success? Not only in the morning, but the day before, you know, it's like, think about these things. And so, you know, in terms of uh, how you can set yourself up for success, there's methods and ways of doing that and creating habits out of it. And so, you know, that 5am club, yeah, I joined it. I mean, it's not a literal club. I just, you know, it's, it's an t- intangible one, but I just joined it. I said, if leaders are doing that. I'm doing that and then I just put it into practice and I just I don't stop it doesn't matter where I am I was in Mauritius which is a world away like nine hour time change I was there for five weeks recently every morning same thing I got up do my routine there's no whether I was on the beach or whatever it doesn't matter I'm just you know doing that every single day creating rituals out of things but it's that habit cap if you don't get into the habit cap every day or every second day or every week you miss it it's gone you know it's it's uh, it's history, <laughs> right? I, I love that. I
1: think that's fantastic. That habit gap. I, 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 everybody can do that. Sorry, I th- Chris. I think I, I think I cut you off. Now. No,
2: that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I, I that habit, I, I love that because what it does is it puts you in an environment to where you're a perpetual student, and you're always thinking, and you're you're always learning. And I cannot say that I have always been a perpetual student. I think when I became an entrepreneur, I didn't know what I didn't know. And that the desire to, to know a few more things led me to be um, a perpetual student. And, I, and, and maybe that's, a, maybe that's a, a, a key bridge. Have you found that to be the case as you're working with your clients and maybe they're not necessarily uh, a habitual person or they don't have that built-in desire to read and study and learn? Do you, do you see that happening um, with them naturally or is that a learned process, you think, Dan? Or maybe a thing of both. I don't know.
0: Uh, it can be a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, definitely a learned process uh, for sure. Uh, if they want to learn it, of course. Um, you know, if their belief systems and habits are, are dead set against it, uh, yeah, I mean, a bit of a, a wall to climb or a mountain. You know, uh, but um, uh, I, I guess I could say more and more. I'm I'm actually trying. try from clients that I want to read, study, and learn. So I'm I'm not seeing so much more. So much of that anymore. But I will say this uh, for clients who. Have habits that are going against them, creating new ones because you know they they're just kind of set in their ways. They you know locked a belief system in their mind. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a process to work through with them, and and you know, you almost have to uh, uh, do a little bit of reverse psychology with them just to get them to to uh, you know come up with the idea themselves, right? And say, sure, you know, maybe I should do this. And then you're like, yeah, that I, that sounds like a good idea. Why don't you test that out? Right? You uh, know, it, it, it just that's sometimes you have to kind of come back you know go behind them right and 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 feed them a little bit of information and then uh and and you know maybe it's an outside source because you know maybe they look at me and say oh yeah you do all that but not me Uh, you know i'm you know i'm set in my ways i sleep eight hours a night otherwise i'm a bumbling idiot you know and and that's what Mm -hmm. i get sometimes people say i cannot work well unless i get eight hours sleep a night so really (laughs) you know I see people getting a lot less, and they're they're a hundred percent. So you know, it just. But anyway, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's good to argue, about it. <laughs> but sure. I I just you know I bring the point up. It's like you know, what is driving your belief system? What it, you know, what is behind that, and how does it support you? Is it taking in the direction you want to go in? I mean, that that's what ends up happening. Is I, I start asking questions, you know, how is this going to support you get the goal, getting the goals that you said you wanted at the beginning. Is it, is it is it in support or not, right? And then that's where right. the, the realization comes, right? I mean, that's the, the rational mind, right? So um, we can reason things out. So that's one of our faculties. Those if they can, if my clients can reason, and I had some who can't, they they just won't and they quit. But you know, other you know, most people, thank God, they they start to reason and realize, hmm, this isn't taking me where I want to go. So it's not in, it's not in support. So then, what am I what am I going to do differently? And then I give them tools, resources, and practices that are going to help them uh, through that. And everybody's different. Some people are audible. Some people are kinetic. Some you know they learn sure. differently. So I'm not going to say to somebody, go and write something over and over again, and they're going to be like, I don't write. I type, or I don't even do that, or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> so. Right.
1: Yeah, as long as they want to be a, a student, you're going to work with them on whatever vernacular works best for them to uh, to take and implement and learn to move ahead and to grow. Um, and Chris, I'm, I'm Dominic. Getting I got a real quick question. Okay. Uh, Dan, if you um, as you're running, you know, through your programs and you're attracting, you said a little minute ago that uh, you know a lot of the people that you attract do, in fact, want to learn, and that's what goes back to you know whatever we put out there is what people like, and you don't necessarily work with people that or haven't maybe had the opportunity or, or it's dying away, people that don't want to um, do some of these student mindsets. Is it okay to turn people away?
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think it's a great, it's it's a positive thing to do. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, I mean, put it this way, if it, it, let's, let's take a, a more of a, a, a child's perspective. So, Let's you know. Remember the times when you were picking teams. Let's say you were picking you know road hockey teams or something like that, right? Or it could be basketball or something, right? And so you know, you're turning people away in in a in essence, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're looking at the, the, sure. the selection, right? And you're like, okay, the last person I'm going to pick is is Alan, is Dave, you know, or whatever. Right? Is Dave is you know Dave's kind of a scrawny, weak guy, right? So you know, we did that as a child, but you know. Why not today in our world? And, and yes, absolutely. In fact, my process is I seek to disqualify people before I work with them. And and, I, and I'm and i not ashamed to say that because I, I think it's a good thing because you know what? If it's not going to be a good fit from the outset, then why even get started? I mean, it's like a marriage, right? I mean, you're going to I, I get really into people's stuff after a while, and and you know I'm kind of in their face, and so, you know, if they're not going to be able to handle that, then it's it's not going to be good. But yeah, I seek to disqualify out, out of the gate, just you know, and I'm asking questions, and you know, if there's no open mindedness, forget it. I mean, that's that's the first step, right? I mean, if if the mind's closed, the problems aren't big enough. They got to be bigger, right? I mean, that's that's right. the right people is their their problems and situations and circumstances are so bad that they're you know they're ready to do something different they're ready to to change and and you know I've had a hundred percent success rate uh, and and so you know I'm, I'm looking to keep that that's why I want to uh, you know make sure that it's a right fit from the beginning
1: Sure. No, I think that's key, and I think it's great for the listeners to know, especially the new entrepreneurs out there, you don't have to work with everybody, and that's not a bad thing. You work with people that, you know, the, you know, the, old, the old adage, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. I think it's okay to understand that and to know that and to know where you are in your belief and where, you know, your um, you know, focus of, of education and leadership is coming from, that for some people, maybe the timing is just not right, but it's okay. What you don't want to do, and, and I'm sure you can attest, is, is try to force those those that are, that are not ready for whatever reason, and uh, only work with those that are.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of effort to, to discover people like that. But once you start discovering folks like that, you discover more and more and more and more and more. Again, it's about your thought processes and how you see things and the kind of people that you want to communicate with. And um, it just happens naturally. I mean, yeah. you think about the next live event that you go to or, or someplace where you're socializing with people you haven't met before. Just... Just check it out and just see, do you actually stand there and talk to people that you don't even want to talk to, you know, that just have no, it, it rarely happens. right? Yeah. I mean,
2: I, mean. Now I have to ask a question. Did you contact my kids for the 5 a.m. club? <laughs>
0: No, but you know, they don't even have
2: email, but uh, I'll tell you somehow you get a hold of them and um, you know, they're up at the (laughs) 5am. So uh, I joined that, I joined that club for a while now. So (laughs) thanks Dan. Thanks Dan for that. I I love the habit gap. I I mean, that's a a fantastic concept and and Dan, I want to put it out there. we, We need to do a webinar with you. And have you come and teach? I know you love teaching others, and, and there's so much great content. And we can talk forever today, definitely. Um, but I think, you know, carrying on and, and moving on, um, and I definitely want to squeeze a couple questions in. But before I do so, how do people work with you? Uh, what's your website? How do we contact you? Well, certainly,
0: yeah, I'm on. I'm online. I mean, if anybody ever searched my name, they'd definitely find me. But um, in terms of finding my website, it, it is my my name, so that's my brand it's danlefave.com, and I'll sound it out because I know we have audio audio all the listeners, listeners here. So it is d-a-n-l-e-f-a-v-e.com. And if they want to go to danlefave.com forward slash productivity, I currently am giving away... Well, i got a, a short video on there and how you set up your morning success ritual. Plus, i got a morning success ritual planner that they can uh, they can grab there. Oh, that's so that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly... If that's the one thing that I teach in my lifetime, I'll be happy if I just do that. And I think that that is the key to success is having a success ritual and, and especially a morning one because, uh, you know, that's when you're starting your day. So but that's that's how folks can find me. And if they want to grab my book, they can, too. It's on uh, it's on uh, my website. Um They can order if they want a hard copy. I'll ship it to them. Otherwise, uh, I can get them a PDF and and they can. uh apply all the practices in there as well
2: that's fantastic and, and again we're going to get you back uh, i i think you know you've got so much to share and, and and we have so little time sometimes when it comes down to that and and listen i want to leave uh, everybody with um you know some uh, some some things to uh to think about and we have a ritual on the show uh that uh, we like to leave everybody with at least our guests um you know leaving one bold move that people can you know take from Dan Lafave and um, something you can leave them with right now that uh, can change their their life and um, we might have already talked about it, so that's okay too to reiterate but uh, dan leave our uh, leave our guests with something that uh, they can you know ponder and think about
0: well absolutely and I, I think I tapped into it just a moment ago and we've kind of been tapping and uh, talking about it and tapping into it throughout the uh, the show but um, I think the really key thing that your audience can take to, to make a bold move is to have a morning success ritual, to have something that you're doing every day. If You, don't, you know, I said the 5 a.m. club, and if that frightens people off because they're like, 5 a.m., you know, I'm still snoozing at that time. You know, I get up at whatever, 6, 7, or mm-hmm. 8. So, you know, it doesn't have to be 5 a.m., but it could be whatever time. But the bottom line is, if you can kickstart your day really well, and, and I'm alluding to something I talked about earlier, which is, you know, how do you set your day up for success? And uh, my program is called Waking Up Productive. So how do you wake up productive and automatically, you know, get your day started and not have all sorts of limitations or roadblocks and things in the way? Set up conditions so that you can be really successful. And it starts the day before, in fact. And, uh, and my, my planner talks about that. You know, how do you do that? Because, you know what, you sleep all night. And you know what? Your subconscious mind, what keeps your heart rate going and everything else functioning in your body, is do it's working still. So why not give it some stuff to work on, some thoughts overnight? I love
2: you know, max,
0: that. maximize. Yeah, maximize your potential. I love you know? that. And and then get up in the morning and hit the ground running, right? Like totally leverage yourself and and you know hit the ground running in the morning. And every day you do that, every day, every day, every day, every day, right? And it it becomes effortless and seamless after a while. And um, you know, and then like more flowing it's a lot more easier because you're actually investing time and energy into to really setting up the the pattern you know out of the gate you don't you don't have to you know get up and say okay what are i going to do now what's priority (laughs) well we did that yesterday we know it's priority
2: (laughs) Uh, that's awesome thank you so much dan and you know from the bottom of my heart thank you for being here
1: Yeah, very much so, Dan. You rock, my friend.
2: Yes, you rock the house. DanLeFave.com, everyone. Check it out. Dan's going to come back this year because it's a long year ahead of us and uh, he's got so much to share. But uh, thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. And um, we're going to take the show uh, off the air now and uh, appreciate everything you've done. So thanks again. Thank you, gentlemen. On that note, wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today.